Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to welcome you back to Minute Number One. Brady, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, man. Super excited to be uh, past uh, the opening logo. The opening logos. Logos, yes. So yesterday we had the original Jurassic Park opening logo, which is so cool. It had the universal logo, like uh, name coming around the side of the planet. Yeah. Yes. You're about to interrupt me. What? That's right. Um, so whenever you see the universal logo... Does Jurassic Park come to mind? It does. Yeah, yes. it's really the Especially first thing that comes to mind. This particular yeah. one where the letters are coming, and that was my favorite of all the Universal logos. Is mm-hmm. the one where the letters are coming around the side. Of I the agree. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time I'm just uh, thinking, you know, that 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 John Williams opening music is about to come on. Boom! And boom. Oh. <laughs> exactly, yeah. just like that. Yeah, it's weird because that's the score for this movie is kind of all over the place in that respect. Like it's got that boom part, and then you know when Nedry's stealing the embryos yeah. later, it's got this kind of like spy music type stuff. But then the score for this movie is like very much like Boston pops. You know, it's like it's a bit over the top, but it, it's it's iconic. It's classic. It's amazing. And it's, it's such a great score. It's got multiple themes. Yeah, and then the dun dun dun. There's know, a lot of variety with it. When I say yeah. it's over the top, I don't mean there's an insult to it because. Mm-hmm. And sort of recently, uh, probably within the last year, there was like a special edition re-release of the score, and it had new, un- previously unreleased tracks. Uh, one of which was something that they didn't even use in the movie. It's when the Raptors chasing Ellie through the shed, and yeah. uh, I think they just like recycled other tracks from the soundtrack for that sequence in the movie and uh, omitted what had initially been written. And there's also the music under the tour film, uh, the Mr. DNA film, that yeah. is, was finally released on that uh, edition. Awesome. Well, we're going to get deep into that score as the shows progress. We're not really a whole lot into it right now because yeah. we still have the mysterious score, you know, the very, very simple like flute noise that opens up this movie. So, hey, are you ready to go ahead and get into minute number one? Let's do it. Let's do it. In the previous minute, we saw a pair of Universal logo sequences. As the minute ended, we saw the words, a Universal Pictures production and an Amblin Entertainment production fade out on the screen. At one minute, one second, the titular title card comes onto the screen. It reads, Jurassic Park. At one minute, seven seconds, the title card fades out and the cracking of branches can be heard. At one minute, twelve seconds, we cut to a shot of branches cracking and swaying in the wind. It is nighttime, wherever this is. The night sounds of the jungle can be heard underneath all of the noise made by the trees. Something very large is moving behind the trees. At 1 minute 21 seconds, we cut to a member of the Jurassic Park security team. He is looking intently at the movement in the forest. At 1 minute 32 seconds, the trees begin to snap and make way. A massive shadow can be seen moving behind the trees. At 1 minute 34 seconds, we cut to Robert Muldoon standing behind several security team members. He is holding an SPAS-12 shotgun. As the camera pushes in on Muldoon, other security members can be seen standing in the background holding rifles and cattle prods. At 1 minute 44 seconds, whatever it is that has been making all the noise behind the trees begins to come into view. It is quite large and square in shape. It is mechanical and not organic in nature. At 1 minute 46 seconds, we cut to a low angle of the security team standing around and watching whatever this thing is emerge from the jungle. It is a crate being carried by a forklift. A man's voice can be heard telling everyone to stand back. The security team moves in with cattle prods pointed at the crate. At 1 minute 55 seconds, orders are yelled in both Spanish and English as the crate is moved into position by the forklift. And thus ends the first minute of Jurassic Park. 
So one of the things I love about Jurassic Park that we're getting right off the top here is there's so much mystery in this one minute. Uh, this is a great way to start the movie. Now, this stuff wasn't in the book. This scene was not in the book. Yeah, it's something that this movie does is um, takes a lot of stuff that's going on in the book and smushes it all into one. And that, yeah. that's including characters and that's including sequences, ideas. Right. So Jurassic Park begins after this scene. Uh, transpires uh, after not just this minute, but after the whole scene transpires. The book starts off in this like uh, Costa Rican hospital where the gatekeeper is being brought in uh, for to have his uh, injuries treated. They tell the nurse on duty that it was a backhoe incident that a backhoe ran over him and like I you know, know man like I carved w- him up. Really wish we could have seen that in the movie. That's one of my favorite sequences in the book. And, yeah, uh, as much as I do love this scene that that opens uh, the movie. Well, I really like the scene because it's punchy. It gets you right off the top. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's just, it really gets you. There's some mystery building. Like, what's what's in the box that we see coming down like what's moving behind the trees Literally, what are these guys yeah. with guns here waiting for you know they're all so serious what's going on and it really i remember seeing this movie for the first time and being like okay am i going to see a dinosaur now and is the dinosaur going to look cheesy because you know before this movie came out you didn't see any of the dinosaurs at all they went for great lengths yeah. to not include them in any sort of the marketing or anything like that the, the little bits that you did get were just like you know oh my god there was a tail of a dinosaur and it, yeah that alone just yeah Right, so it, when this happened, I wasn't sure that it was going to be like you know, kind of cheesy looking, like Flintstones dinosaur, or was this going to be, uh, you know, was it going to be Dino the dinosaur? Is it going to be Denver the last dinosaur? Was it going to be so, something so, vicious? Yeah, so much of Jurassic Park for me is those nostalgic memories of like the experience leading up to the anticipation leading up to the movie. You know, going to McDonald's and seeing the commemorative cups that you yeah. could buy, things like that, of the. Uh, the TV spots, um, all that. I do remember talking to this buddy of mine. I, I think I was like eight years old when the movie came out, and I was talking to him. And all I had known was like Dino the dinosaur, or maybe Barney, or something like that. And I remember hearing Good Morning America saying this movie is going to scare your kids. You know, you can't take them if they're under a certain age, whatever. And thinking, no, dinosaurs are just these big, goofy, lumbering uh, animals that I've always seen in cartoons and things like that. There's no way this movie's going to scare me. And Oh boy, howdy did it. Yep. Yeah. I, I can remember being in the theater and me and my cousin were sitting next to each other with our hands over our uh over our eyes the whole movie. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, so this wasn't in the book. This is, I think, a really great way to open it if you're omitting what's if this is one of the changes that you can make to something to say that, you know, some people want to say the book was better in every aspect. I mean, the book Jurassic Park is amazing. And I think overall the book actually is better than the movie. I think if they had filmed what had been in the book, it would have been fantastic. But I do love the movie all the same. Do you, do you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not insulting the oh, movie yeah, when no, I no, say no, that. Absolutely, I absolutely. think that Jurassic Park is Michael Crichton's magnum opus. It's the best book that he wrote. I mean, I love yeah. the Andromeda Strain, Terminal Man, Eaters of the Dead, Sphere is probably my personal favorite, but I do think that Jurassic Park might have been his best work. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, but it's got this mystery going on that I love. You know, like when you see the trees first moving, the what they're trying to do is to trick you here to think it's a dinosaur, right? I mean, that's the reading of it is that there's guys are looking up at these moving branches and there's something moving through it, and they all have guns. So you're thinking like, well, these guys here to like kill a dinosaur or something like that. I know there's going to be a T-Rex in this movie, so as the T-Rex is about to burst through, it's going to be the first thing we see. It's like, no, you know, they hold that off until like 20-some-odd minutes into the movie before you actually start seeing dinosaurs. And then they just teach you with the Brachiosaurus. We don't actually get the T-Rex until much, much later in the movie. And uh, when it shows up, it is iconic. They don't hold back. It is all T-Rex yeah, all the time. So. Absolutely. But, you know, this first little bit of the movie, the, the way the music is feeding into it, we get the logo, Jurassic Park, and then we're going right into these guys standing around, staring at this giant box that's being loaded by a uh, uh, by a forklift. That's right. Um, so a couple of questions yeah. uh, that I've always had that the movie might answer, and it's just completely going over my head. Um, is this a raptor coming over from Site B? 
Uh, I think it is. Yeah. I think that this or is, is this one that escaped somehow and they had to go. No, and I don't think this one it? escaped. I think they're still putting everything together here. They're still in the early stages. They knew they're a few weeks out from anybody coming and kind of testing it. Now, you know, the general conceit of the movie Jurassic Park is that there are people who have to come in and prove to uh, insurance underwriters that this, <laughs> this is such a strange idea for plot. These, uh, you know, math experts have to go into an amusement park and convince insurance underwriters that it's okay to that's open awesome. on time. Yeah, but it's, uh, you know, that's what I love about Michael Crichton is he would take weird stuff like that and build like a really cool like action you know movie around yeah as opposed to a working theme park where dinosaurs get out and start eating people yeah which was jurassic world and um it's just funny that they didn't start off there no they started off with an insurance claim yeah with an insurance claim basically yeah 20 million dollar lawsuit with the people of the family the gatekeeper um so yeah it's um i think this is coming over from site b but the big question we have, and it, you know, we'll get to this in a few minutes, is that does this dinosaur survive? I don't believe that it does. I, I think this this Velociraptor is killed right here. Agreed. And it's, um, the, you know, there's talk of the big one, as they call it. Yeah. Uh, Muldoon calls it later. And um, it's it's kind of, it's gray. It's kind of up in the air as to whether or not this thing is killed or if we're, if it's the one that is hunting him and killing him later. Right, yeah. And they do kind of leave it up in the air, which uh, makes for fun conversation. But um, but I think in a few minutes, it's yeah. it's put down. There's some sound effects I, I, that, that's, that let that's, you know that it, it, I don't think it would survive. The conclusion but. that I come to as well. But we'll get there in that in the next minute. Awesome. All right. We got anything else for this minute? Yeah, tons. Okay, go ahead. All right. So the, um, like, the pin that the raptor is in, this box, if yeah. you will, that's on the forklift. Did you know that was for sale on I eBay do. a few years ago? It was it... for sale by uh, ThemeParkConnection.com, mm-hmm. which is a group in Univer- excuse me, in Orlando, Florida, that gets different uh, props from movies, uh, from Disney World, from Universal Studios, and then they sell them to the general public. I've actually been there before, and uh, I didn't buy anything while I was there, but uh, there were a lot of movie props from Batman Returns there. The entire graveyard that the Penguin walks around was for sale there. But I know that they actually got that box and it was made out of plywood in the movie it looks like it's like steel and stuff like that but in when you see it uh and actual like photographs there is a raptor inside is there not yeah 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 it was so strange it was really weird that they would actually put that in there i mean it's all you know kind of like destroyed and you know it had been weathered so but how much did it sell for do you know i can't remember i can't remember but it it you know it was a few thousand dollars i think but yeah yeah, i think that you could probably build a more convincing one if you just look online and follow some setups but it would be very cool to own the actual production version yeah so uh, another thing about this minute that i'm i really enjoy is the uh the editing we get no establishing information of any kind we see trees we hear it's um, the trees. It's this, cut. It's a cut to the guy looking at the trees a, with the yeah, Jurassic Park just, hat on. You can kind of see a little bit of the logo there. Yeah, just his face, and he looks, you know, kind of weary about everything. And then yeah. we hold on him, and he's not doing anything. And then back to the trees. So it's a very what the hell type thing. We cut to another guy, who now you know he looks very grim, very. Uh, he knows that some shit could possibly be going down very soon. You talking about Muldoon? No, uh, uh, another worker. And then we cut to Muldoon, Bob Peck. Bob Peck, and he's in... holding an SPAS-12 shotgun, too, which that's is right. uh, an Italian shotgun that's used in a lot of movies because it looks very futuristic. Yeah, it's pretty but, badass. Yeah, it is badass. Bob Peck was uh, is an English actor and was born in 1945 and uh, unfortunately passed away in 1999. But um, he was in Jurassic Park and the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which is a TV series, lasted for a little while, and the movie The Fairy Tale. Uh, he had a Shakespearean background and worked with Ian McKellen uh, in a performance of Macbeth. The great renowned Ian McKellen says that he uh, everything he has learned about acting, he learned from Bob Peck, who plays Muldoon. So wow. that's interesting. Heck of an actor. I know. Did you ever read the uh, comic book adaptation of Jurassic Park? And it came no, out like you know probably right around the same time as the movie. 
I don't know what the hell was going on, but uh, Muldoon is not there in this opening scene. There's a guy who looks just like Malcolm. It's so strange. I do remember, yeah, remember seeing that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember being that's here. really weird. Yeah, I remember you pointing that out to and me. It's like, and me being like, yeah, I think somebody got the wrong version uh, of the script or the artist was taking too many liberties. I don't know. I, I guess so. But uh, yeah, that's all I've got for this minute. Awesome. So we're getting into it. The mystery is setting up. What's inside that box? I mean, we all know if you're listening to the podcast, but we'll go into it a little bit more tomorrow when we come back for minute number two of Jurassic Park. So Brady, say bye to the nice people. Later. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow. And in the meantime, hold on to your butts. There you go. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute.